You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. Praise the Lord. Okay. You see, what we are learning now is um, it's simple in the sense that it is the truth. And you see, nothing can be done against the truth. Praise the Lord. However, we've heard the saying that says that um, a lie will travel around the world seven times before the truth even puts on the shoes. Okay? So, you have to tell yourself, Lord, help me to hear. If you come and you're arguing with the truth, you might not really be able to hold it because, you see, what has happened is this. The word of God is plain. Don't forget that many of us here at the level of our education now is much higher, five times higher than the average people that God used to do these things that we're reading about now. Praise the Lord. The things that Peter wrote, the things is only Paul and maybe Matthew and a few of them. Abraham, what was his, you know, educational qualification? Apart from Moses also, Moses was, you know, trained in the knowledge of, and wisdom of the Egyptians. So, you must see that the things of God, they are not things that you need to go up, like the Bible says. Who will go up and fetch it down? They are simple. Praise the Lord. Let me ask you a question. How many of us here were taught how to eat? How to eat meat? Did you go to a school learning how to? How many of us have seen babies, infants, suck their mother's breast? How difficult was it for them? You know why it wasn't difficult? It's what they were designed to do. It was simple. Praise the Lord. So when we get it right, we'll get into a flow. But you see, our minds have to be renewed. Praise the Lord. Now, we started on Sunday by saying, Hosea 4.6. It says what? My people are destroyed for what? Lack of knowledge. That is the problem. Lack of knowledge. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because they don't know. And this knowledge is not about seven steps. It's not about 15 steps. It is the revelation of God. It is not knowing who God is. It is not knowing God's heart. It is not knowing, you know, God's compassion, God's plan, God's work. We learned um, a few Sundays ago from... um, uh, evangelist Livinus, where he said, when you don't know a person, it's difficult to respect him. You see, when you now know who God is, it affects everything you do. Praise the Lord. It does affect everything you do. Praise God. So tonight, we want to go forward and see how we would recognize, you know, like Jose uh, 4, 6 in, um, in message, he said, recognize the revelation of God. And quickly, Hosea 6, 1 to 3, I'll read it. He said, come and let us return to the Lord. For he has turned, but he will heal us. He has stricken, but he will bind us up. After two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will raise us up, that we may live in his sight. Three, what is our part in it? Let us know. Let us pursue the knowledge of the Lord. His going forth is established as the morning. He will come to us like the rain, like the latter and former rain to the earth. He's saying what? Let us know. Let us pursue. 
One thing you must establish is that even here it says, God is going to do something. Let's occupy ourselves with what we are to do. Praise the Lord. There is something we are to do. Now, what we are learning now is not just that God is going to do something. We are learning that God has finished. Praise the Lord. God has what? Finished. What is remaining is our what? Cooperation. And that's what we are still going to continue. So we said faith is simply the knowledge of God and not knowledge about God. Okay? And we learned on Sunday, Hebrews eleven six that he that comes to God what? must believe that he is. And we said must because it is possible to come and not believe that he is and that he is a rewarder. Judas was a disciple of Jesus. Three years plus. And still did not comprehend all that he was. Someone was sharing the other day, and I think the person said, uh, you know, as a person, you know, someone can be saying something, you're hearing other. And it dawned on, you know, me that Judas must have betrayed Jesus, or rather may have, not expecting that they'll kill Jesus. Maybe he knew Jesus' power, and he gauged that if these people arrest him, he would just tear it off. Ah, Samson's story is there. So let him make the money. And, you know, Jesus will come out and he will apologize, also knowing that Jesus is kind. So that's a level of knowledge. Praise the Lord. That's a level of knowledge. That may have been his plan. He betrays him, they arrest him, all of them will fall down and die. Jesus will come back and then he'll tell him, oh, I'm sorry. But the money is already in his pocket. Praise the Lord. So you can come to God without the right attitude, without the simplicity and the openness. To receive who he is. But here God is saying, he that comes to God, he must believe that he is. And what? He is a rewarder. And that's a strong thing we established on Sunday. Praise the Lord. So he's what? A rewarder. The word rewarder completely cancels out every scheming in it. Anybody who is a schemer doesn't get rewarded. Because by virtue of your scheming, you cut out reward. Reward waits till the end. And the scripture is the word of God. It's not the word of man. So language is its. So they could use anything. Praise God. They could have said God is a motivator. But rewarder means they observe. They wait. Time passes. Do you see people they give rewards to? Long service. After 40 years. Some they have died. He's a rewarder. And what that is saying to someone here today is that God has not passed you. Praise the Lord. He is mindful of you. He is a rewarder. Don't be discouraged. Don't give up. Don't faint because of what you're experiencing now. God is counting it. And we saw the example in the life of Mordecai. It looked as though Haman was the sharp guy. But we saw the end of the story. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus somebody. Okay, so I actually wanted to title Sunday's message, Food is Ready. Praise the Lord. Because, yes, food is ready. I mean, that's part of the way I was beginning to, you know, I was understanding what I was trying to teach you. That food is ready. You know, the Igbos have a saying. They said when a child washes its hands, eh? He said he joins the elders to eat from the, from the pot. When a child washes his hands. Now, God has... Prepared everything. All it remains is for us to go. Last Wednesday, he told us that if we remain children, we'll remain at the same level as what? The slaves. God has finished his work. All remains is for us to grow up. 
and come to the place where he can now what? Invite us to eat. Food is ready. He has finished his work. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Okay. Now, quickly, let me just try and take all of them one after the other. I may not be. First Thessalonians 5.18 is a very popular scripture. The scripture says, in all things give thanks. For this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Or rather, in everything, give thanks. Why would I ask you to give me thanks for what I haven't done? We call it thanking God in advance. That's what we say. Okay? But you see, really, we don't thank God in advance because he has finished his work. The only thing is that we have not seen it. But because he knows he has finished, he's demanding you thank him. It is right and proper to thank him because he has finished it. The same way you tell a child, what did you say to that uncle that gave you something? You see, by virtue of being God, we're trying to explain that on Sunday. By virtue of being God, he's eternal. We dwell in time. Okay, praise the Lord. You, you, um, okay, we use CDs now. I wish somebody had a CD here. Is there a CD here? Okay, CD or whatever. Someone has a CD. Just give me a CD, please. Quickly, please. Okay, in this CD now, follow me now. Assuming this CD contains a movie. And let's say it's um, a Telemundo movie or Indian movie. Six hours, Abby. Uh, Okay, you're the chairman of... (laughs) Okay, so this movie, this CD contains a movie. And the movie is six hours. Praise God. I and this movie now, can, can anything in this movie be future to me? Can it be past to me? You know why? It's here. If I slot it in, I can fast forward. In fact, not just that if I slot it in, I can fast forward. Before I even slot it in, the movie has been recorded. Now, God being eternal, we are in time. This is where we are. Is somebody getting it? God is eternal. We are in time. God is, assuming now this is God, this is where we are. And from where God is, he's seen beginning to the end. The Bible says his works he has finished from the foundation. The same way they finished and recorded the thing. Then we are now operating inside of this. Praise the Lord somebody. This is what our life is on earth. He's looking at it. That's why he could say to Abraham, come out, come out, stop crying. Stop moaning. Come on. He said, can you count the stars? Can you count the sand? He said, if you can count it, so shall your descendants. So shall your descendants be to Abraham. But in God's eyes, he has sinned. That's why he said to me, okay, now I'm even going to change your name. You will not be called Abraham. You'll be called Abraham because that's what your name is in this movie. But at the point where you are watching now, Abraham, it looks like that is what you are. But if you take my word for it, answer Abraham. Go and tell them you're Abraham. Sarah, I can't tell them you're Sarah. Why? Because in two hours into this movie, that's who you are. Praise the Lord. Now, faith is when you and I come to God and believe everything he tells me about this movie, even though I've not gotten to that point. You see, when we're growing up, we had this understanding. We call them non-movie stars, actor. Because there are several people in the movie, but there's one actor. We know that actors know they die. That's faith. Praise the Lord. That's faith. No matter if you're watching a Chinese movie and 70 people come against the actor, even when he's sleeping. Uh, you know. You know why? You have 
faith in the directors of the movie that the person they showed you his picture at the beginning will still be alive at the end. That is faith. Praise the Lord. Are we getting it now? So it's what it is. Now the word of God, the Bible is a manual that has seen this world from beginning to the end. And has shown us, or rather is given to us, to help us walk into the best that God has provided. Now let me put a bit of warning now. In real life now, it's not all God's intention that unfolds there. The same way if you're watching a movie, there can be places where there are scratches. So things don't always go. But this is his plan. I'll show you another interesting scripture. 1 Timothy 4, verse 10. Very simple scriptures that you look at and you bypass. 1 Timothy 4, verse 10. Let's read it together, everybody. It says, for to this end, we both labor and suffer reproach. Where I'm going is the last part. Because we trust in the living God, who is the Savior of all, especially... Do you know what that scripture is saying? Simple. God is the savior of all men. Then what's the word especially there doing? You know what he's trying to say? The way it was paraphrased to me was that God is the savior of all men effectively to those who believe. Because those who don't believe will not enter into that salvation. He has saved all men. Now, as the preaching of the gospel, the apostle Paul in Romans says, how shall they be saved unless they hear? How shall they hear unless the preacher be sent? Until they now hear that God is a savior and either accept or refuse, that thing doesn't happen. But when they accept, they enter. But God has saved. We said on Sunday, Jesus, when he died on the cross, the blood he shed saved the whole of mankind, a born and yet to be born. But for anybody to enter into that salvation, they have to believe. The word believe will learn here covers accept, receive, trust. So when you say I believe God, it's the same thing as saying I trust God. He's saying I obey God. He's saying I accept God. He's saying I follow God. It's the same word. So God is the savior of all men, effectively, to those who believe. The same way now. Your destiny in God is settled to the extent that you believe. To the extent that you do what? You believe. Effective as you cooperate. If you're willing and what? Obedient. You shall what? To the extent. So then, brothers and sisters, what are we saying? The purpose of coming to church, which is what, you know, I believe this church is about, is to grow the people in the knowledge of God. So that they can be entering into what he's done. We don't come here and conjure God to do something. No. God has finished. We come here and step up. We're still going to understand it further. Praise the Lord. There are several miracles in the scriptures. I'll try and, you know, touch them quickly so we, we move on. We have the account of the man that was born blind in John 9, 1 to 11. And when the disciples asked Jesus, who sinned, this man or his father or what happened? He said, none of them. That's not the issue in this case. There are situations where people are actually sick because of sin. I hope we know that. Mm-hmm. So, because he said to one, go, lest a worse one. Go and sin no more, lest a worse affliction comes upon you. So, it means that man's situation was as a result of sin. Okay, the scripture is complete. In this case, he said, nobody sinned, but that the works of God might be revealed. 
So when this man met with Jesus, the Bible says Jesus spat on the ground meekly, put in his eyes, and said to the man, go wash in the pool of Siloam. And the man went and washed and came back what? Seeing. Now the question we want to ask is this. Assuming the man did not go and wash, would he have been seen? No. One. Okay. Was the washing where there's some chemical components in the clay that when he mixed with the water, opened eyes. So someone could open a, a, a clay ampoule of Siloam eye-opening center. Is it possible? Now, you know what was happening there? From the foundations of the earth, this was a way prepared for this man to begin to see. When the man was inquired of, how did you start seeing? He said, a man called Jesus put clay, spat on my eyes, put clay, and then asked me to what? Go and wash. And I went and washed and I came back sick. The key thing that the man said was that he asked me to go and wash. And I obeyed him and I came back. Anything he tells you to do that you obey, you will have a testimony. So it was not in the pool. It was not in the clay. It was that that was what he asked him to do. That is what Christians do. Trust and obey for there is no other way to be happy in But to get to the point of trust and obey, you have to have faith because sometimes what they're asking to do won't make sense. In fact, not sometimes, most times it won't make sense. The miracle of bringing down of the walls of Jericho, let's look at that now. In Joshua 5, the last um, two verses, 13, 14, and 15, Joshua 5, it says, And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, a man stood opposite him. With a sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us of our adversaries? So he said, No, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshipped and said to him, Look at this now. What does my Lord say to his servant? This is what we say in prayer. This is one of the key things we say to the Lord in prayer. Okay? What does my Lord say to his servant? 15, and then the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Take your sandal off your foot, for the place where you stand is holy. And Joshua did so. This is a sign of surrender. He's saying, I surrender. You will call the shots. Let's go to the next uh, chapter and verse 1. And it says, Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, are you seeing this here now? I've given Jericho into your hand, its king and the mighty men of valor. Is that statement future or past? It's past. I have given. I have given. Praise the Lord. I have given. If I wrote a check now, you should be the one writing me the check now, but let's take it that I wrote a check. If I wrote a check for 500000 to you now, on my part, what have I done? I've given him 500,000. Does he have it? He has it in a sense. He has a check for 500,000. If he takes that check and goes out and tears it into pieces, I would have given, but he would not have received. May that not be your portion. If I gave him the check and my bank is um, Okora for Community Bank, and because he's a tribalist, he doesn't like to deal with Igbos. So he says, I will not go to Okora for Community Bank. I decide to go to OPC Community Bank. <laughs> eh? 
with the same check. You know what will happen? He'll be fighting with them. You must pay me. I know go pay you. You must pay me. I claim it. I catch it. There will be all kinds of confusion there. That's what many Christians are busy doing. But look at this story. Say, I have given. The next thing he did was give instructions. These are the instructions. Appoint the priests. Let them march around the city. On the first six days, this is what they'll do. On the seventh day, this was. He said, and then you will shout. When you shout, it says the walls will fall down flat. Simple. Now, do you know that many times they give us such instructions? We don't like it. We say, what's the point of marching around six days and waiting till seven? The first day, let's shout all the shout together. <laughs> the sum total of shout is six plus seven. That's what? Thirteen. So, the first day we'll go around. we just shout thirteen shouts. And then we say, this thing is not working no. Praise the Lord. We say, you know they fall, you know they fall. (laughs) That's what we do. You see, he has finished his work. And then he steps back and says, this is how you will unlock it. Let me give you another one quickly. That captures it very well. John chapter 2. The Bible says this was the beginning of signs that Lord Jesus did. John chapter 2, the turning of water into wine. In this case, we know the story, so we won't read all of it. In verse 5, you know, we must honor Mary, but we must never worship her because worshiping her will be causing problems for her. But she taught us some very important things. His mother said to the servants, what? Now, 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 let, let me take you back so you see. At this point, Jesus had not even said, I will answer you. The mother said, they have no wine. He said, woman, what does your concern have to do with me? (laughs) Mary, knowing her son, you know mothers know their children. Knowing that this son is compassionate. This son will not allow her to be put to shame. We don't know her interest there. This son will do something. Praise the Lord. That is faith. Said to the servants, well... I don't know what he's doing, but whatever he says to you, do it. The mother didn't say, if he gives you wine, serve it. The mother didn't say, I have a conversation with him, he must give you wine. So that's, those are the things we learned. We don't know, we don't even know what, but he knows better what we need. Just speak the word and your servant will do what? And the woman left. We didn't hear about her in that story again. But we saw that there was wine. And we saw that there was the best of wine. And we saw that the process of the wine coming could not have made sense. If not that the mother said to the servants, whatever, they would not have done what they were asked to do. That whatever is important. If he has said he gives you wine, when the man gives the instruction, they will look very well. They say, sir, this one is water. We can't go. <laughs> and people are stuck there. Because they are coming to God to answer. But they have told God what to answer. Praise the Lord. Talking about marriage, some people have told God, the person must be this height. <laughs> they didn't make that height for you. <laughs> Maybe in Tokumbo Market, you can, you can join Pujo with Fiat and add a Volkswagen and mix Mercedes and get that one. But the original one from heaven, <laughs> hey, the one they made for you is... Uh, 
Hulata, hulata. And see what the Lord can do. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We are all fearfully and wonderfully made. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So some people say, God, you know, and God is saying, whatever. I say, no, God. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Whatever he says to you, what? Do it. Whatever he says to you, do it. Brethren, this is faith. This is faith. You and I can never be one million times as smart as God. He, for every circumstance, situation, knows better than us. Let's look at this scripture. Um, Is this Psalm 107 where it says, Moses knew the ways of God. And um, the children of Israel knew his acts. 103.7 We want to know the ways of God. It says, He made known his ways to Moses and his acts to the children of Israel. So it's like what um, our brother was saying about operational knowledge. You see, awareness is the only result that you see. But the operational knows what brought the result. So Moses knew the ways. The children of Israel only saw what happened. Say there was water. Truly there was water. But how did the water come? They don't know. The child of God must come to where he understands the ways. He knows. And this understanding of the ways is true growth. He said those who by reason of use, by reason of practice, have their senses exercised. The child of God must come to where he knows the way God operates. Because if you stay at the level of acts, you see, the devil will keep you out of the promise. Look at this account now. Those who, even Moses himself didn't make it, but most of those people who saw the acts of God were told in Hebrew, say they all saw the miracles. They all ate the miracle. But for many of them, he said their bodies fell in the wilderness. So seeing acts is not enough. Why are we saying that? You see, it's the knowledge of the way that accurately, very important if you're taking note here, that accurately interprets a situation to you. So that you can respond in a manner that will bring the manifestation. Should I go over it again? You see, it's the knowledge of God's ways that will help you to accurately interpret any situation. So that you can respond in that situation in a manner that will now bring the manifestation of God that you like. If you don't know his ways, you will be found in situations and you will model it up. You compound it. How many of us have worked with treads? Okay. You're working with a tread, you know, treads and uh, it's tread that's called Abby. And then it's not enough. If you're not stable, you know what you do? You make it more complex. And if care is not taken, that whole thing is destroyed. But with experience, there's a way it knots up. You step back, isn't it? And you're able to retrieve the thing and bring it out with nothing lost. That's the way life is. Many times life will throw us knots. But if we know the ways of God, we can step back. Praise the Lord. And 
discern what would God want done in this situation. When we get it, what happens is that a solution comes. i give you a very practical illustration quickly. David. David was being pursued from his kingdom by his son um, Absalom. 2 Samuel 16. And on the journey, a man named um, Shimei of the house of Saul, from verse 5, came out and started cursing David, kicking sand at David, insulting David, telling him all kinds of things. That is a bloodthirsty man. He stole the throne. It's all his wickedness that God is paying him for. This thing is good for him. And the Bible said, Abishai, son of Zerah, David's nephew, immediately said to David, this man that is cursing us, he deserves his head to be what? Cut off. Now, that made sense. Because the man was telling lies. David did not steal the throne. Praise God. David hadn't really done anything, if not for, you know, the Bathsheba thing. But he did nothing that the man was accusing him of. So when Zerah said, let us cut off his head, David could have just kept silent. And the man's head would have been cut off. But David knew the ways of God. Come, let me show you something. Let's see what happened there. 2 Samuel 16, 5. Let's go then. Mm. Just go down to, I think, maybe from about verse 7. 2 Samuel 15. 16, sorry. 16, yes. So we go down a bit. We'll see what happens then. Okay, 6 says, And he threw stones at David and at all the servants of King David. And all the people and all the mighty men were on his right hand and on his left. Also, Shimei said, thus when he calls, come out, come out, you bloodthirsty man, you rogue. The Lord has brought upon you all the blood of the house of Saul, in whose place you have reigned. And the Lord has delivered the kingdom into the hand of Absalom, your son. So now you're caught in your own evil because you're a bloodthirsty man. You see, what this man was saying was lies. Blatant lies. And you know, if I were in that situation, if I wouldn't have fought him for insulting me, I would have fought him for lying against God. You understand now? So, David could have stepped back and Zerah would have dealt with this man. Abishai said, the son of Zerah said, Why should this dead dog curse my lord the king? Please let me go over and take off his head. That would have solved the problem of his cursing. That's what we're talking about. Knowing God knows how to what? Know helps you to interpret a situation. Cut the man's head off, nobody will be insulting them. But maybe David would never have returned. So David said, no. Look at what he said. 11. And David said to Abishai and all his servants, See how my son, who came from my own body, seeks my life. How much more now may this Benjamite let him alone? Somebody say, let him alone. You came to church this evening. You need to let some people alone, no? <laughs> They are not going where you are going. <laughs> Praise the Lord. He said, let him alone. Let him alone. Let him curse. He said, for so the Lord has what? We don't know about that one. No, but uh, <laughs> For so the Lord has. But look at 12. He said, it may be that the Lord will look on my affliction. And the Lord will repay me with good for his cursing this day. This is the knowledge of the ways of God. So he knew that God can see him. This is what we're talking about, abundant compensation. He knew that God could see him. 
And see, this punishment, this affliction is not what I intended for him. And look at it and say, enough! And turn things around. Some of us, occasions come that demand us humbling ourselves and we resist it. Do you know who I am? Ah, I cannot. Eh? Um, what are those words? On each other, boy boy. Boy boy, boy boy. Your forefathers that are not in Forbes' richest list. Maybe that's what will break you out. Do you understand what I'm saying? Some people say, I cannot do this. I've told you here. At a time as a chartered accountant with all I had, I had planned my taxi business. For those of you that are doing Uber here, thinking you're humble, it's Uber you're doing. That's big boy. Praise the Lord. I was ready. I was on my way to go and get my taxi. Former banker, chartered accountant, and start doing my taxi business. It was on that journey that they called me for a job I interviewed one year before and asked me to turn around. It was a Friday. I resumed on Monday. I determined my salary. They said, say how much they will pay you. I calculated all my problems and asked for it. (laughs) And they paid me. Do you understand? But I was on that Friday traveling to borrow money to go and buy car to use for taxi. Who knows whether that was what they saw in heaven. They said, no, this one is too much for him. Some people are busy resisting. I'll be big man. Big man, you don't have money. You're a poor man. Big man that you're begging money. Don't be foolish. It's better you're roasting Akara. And any money to put in your pocket. Are you hearing me? David said, let him cost. Maybe this is the one they will see. Ah, my friends can't see me in this state. Your friends. Be waiting. Are we getting it? There are ways of God. We fight for ourselves too much. David said, listen, listen, listen. He said, Abishai, don't stop this process. Let God look at it. And God surely looked at it. Absalom would have won that war clear. Everything was on his side. If not for divine intervention. He's talking about the ways of God. That's what Christians should learn. So when you see people saying, I'm in the office and I can't resign, or if I do this, then I sack. Maybe it's that sacking that will make you the MD of that organization. Why are you afraid of losing something when the scripture is clear? Unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it dies, what? It bears much fruit. Isn't that what the scripture said? Doesn't the scripture say that he that tries to keep his life will lose it? But he that loses it, believers don't want, that's why you're learning what you're learning. Most Christians don't want the ways of God. They just want to claim it and grab it. Robbers. There is a way of God. Everybody got blessed in the scriptures. Look at it. They tried to lose it. Or they were losing it for his sake. Joseph was losing it for his sake. Daniel was losing it for his sake. Esther was losing it. Going to see the king at that time was death. Joseph refusing to sleep with Potiphar's wife was risky. He was dead. Daniel refusing to eat the king's delicacies was dead. And then there was resurrection. When the Bible says that if the power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in this is what he's talking about. As you follow his ways, you can be sure they can't bury you. Nobody will finish his life and say, because I obeyed God, they stack me and they look at me here now. I'm eating a kiddie beans instead of uh, baked beans. It's not possible. Do you know the one that is a runner, runner beans? Hmm? 
You start from two days to peel it and then cook it on the third day. <laughs> the ways of God. Let me try and conclude. Because it's very simple. What we're learning here is very simple. <clears throat> People of God. God has finished his work. Long before he got you involved. Long before he got me involved. He has finished his work. I'm very simple. Let me explain and break it down now so you get it. What car do you drive, sir? Toyota Camry. Did Toyota involve you in the manufacturing of that car? Every manufacturer finishes its product before it involves the consumer. Are you getting me? Follow me now, slowly. Every product you see, they finish it. And then they call you and say, this is a microphone. If I take this microphone and I quarrel with the manufacturer, I'll probably hold it like this and be speaking. Do you understand what I'm saying? I will hold it like this and be speaking, and I'll say it's not working. You know why? I disconnected from the maker. It is the manufacturer who made it that will instruct the consumer how to enjoy it. God is the creator of his world, the creator of our life. It is based on his instructions that you enjoy life and enjoy his world. The Bible is a manual for living in this. The whole earth is God's manufactured product. Everything you see on earth. Relationships. You see a marriage that is working. A marriage that, let me not even say, a marriage that they're enjoying is a marriage that is following the manufacturer's instruction. You see a man that has peace. is a man that is following manufacturer's instruction. Every product, the manufacturer finishes it and serves or sells with that product what they call owner's manual. In the owner's manual, you will learn how to maximize the benefit of that product. Now, what has happened is this, which happens in real life to many of us, is that we have lived on this earth for too long without the manual. So when we finally get the manual, we behave like most of us do with our phones. We started with 3310. All he could do was dial answer and cut off. When you now progress to iPhone, you maintain dial answer and cut off. But you bought iPhone because your friends are buying iPhone. So you have a machine in your hand, a computer in your hand. But you're operating it with the manual you read. You know that when they draw this hook, it is dial. When they draw the one with cancer, it is cut off. So once you get that iPhone, you see those two points. That's all. And you remain there. And then the benefits of the phone, you now don't get it. It's the same thing. We have lived this world. Some of us live for 20 years. Some of us 10 years. Some of us 40 years. Before we got born again. And then the manual is right there telling us, this is how the manufacturer of the heavens and the earth, your life, everything, said you should live it. Is it no wisdom that I should defer to him? That's what faith is. Faith is deferring. To the manufacturer. When you have a problem with a product, if you go to the manual, they say, call it troubleshooting. And they tell you what to do. Praise the Lord. They say, if you want to increase the volume, or if you want to extend this life, these are the things you do. That's simple. You are cooperating with the manufacturer. But if you had the same product, and you imagine that you needed something in this thing that they didn't put, that's number one step to spoiling it. Sure you know. Uh-huh. That's what it is. So God has finished everything. 
And our call now is to follow him so that we can unravel, unwrap, enter into what he has done. So he says, so be anxious for nothing. Things that will create anxiety will come, isn't it? But you go to the man and you open it. He say, be anxious for nothing. He say, okay, what's the next line? He say, but in everything. Abby, see nothing and everything. Do you know that one is very difficult for many of us? We are anxious for some things and then some things we'll pray about. But too extreme. But in everything, by prayer and supplications, with thanksgiving, what? Even that thanksgiving. In some things, we don't say thanksgiving. Some things we say, oh, Lord. <laughs> eh? In everything, we pray and supplicate. With thanksgiving, make your request what? And what did he say? He said, the manufacturer guarantees you. When you do that, what? The peace of the manufacturer. That's it. It's finished. Praise the Lord. It's finished. Every circumstance you're in, the word of God knows what to do. Praise the Lord. Hopefully, maybe sometime God will give us opportunity to touch on finances again. A lot of people are poor or broke because they're disobeying the instructions concerning. Are you sowing? Are you laboring? Praise the Lord. Thank God I'm mentioning the tax. Are you laboring? God will bless what? The imaginations of your mind. The works of your hand. God will bless the works of your hands. Isaac dreamt in the land and God gave him what? Hundredfold. Was he dreaming? He was dreaming. Isaac what? Sowed in the land of famine. Do you know what it means to sow in the land of famine? The farmer, when he gets his harvest, sets aside what he will eat or less he dies. And then he sows so that he can live tomorrow. But in farming, you don't have enough to eat. So when people say, I'm not doing this, I'm not giving because I don't have enough. You can't claim Isaac. The mama says that they sow in tears. And they reap in joy. Praise the Lord. You can't fight with these things. And unfortunately, some of these principles are universal in the sense that they work for whether you're a believer or unbeliever. Because if a thief steals a car, the gear will still work. Gear one will work. A stolen car, once I know, get into reverse, you steal me. No. Once you put reverse, the same way in God's word, unbelievers, when they engage God's principles, it works. It's the thing. But now, if you and I, who are God's children, we hear the word, may God save his children from those who deceive them. From those who compound things. It's not a struggle. God loves you. Praise the Lord. God has a future for you. But he demands. He he demands. Okay, okay, let let me put it this way. When God insists on our trust and our obedience, it's not because he wants to be, you know, they they say dogmatic, Abby. But it's not because he wants to be godmatic. No, it's not. You know why? He made the product. He knows what will lead you into the enjoyment. He made the product. So he's not trying to be godmatic. He just wants, he knows this is the way. If I'm directing you to my house and I really want you to get there, I would show you the way. If you don't follow the direction I give you, you will get to a house, but it won't be my house. God has finished the product. Now, if the product we're making and you do it some other way, you might bring out some product. But they finished it. 
The picture the Spirit of God gave to me said, imagine the first car that was dropped and they dropped the manor. And somebody looked at it and they told him this is a car to move. And he looks at everything. The manor says, these days they say press button, Abby. And the person doesn't like that. He doesn't imagine that will work. How can this whole big car start with press button? So he opens the bonnet. He sees a belt. A belt, fan belt. Eh? Or uh, engine belt, whatever belt. And then he begins to cause the family. Let's turn it fast so that he can start. You see, we're laughing, Abby. That's how we live our life sometimes. What he said to us to do looks too simple. Or it doesn't look like it's connected. Where does the engine start? I believe everybody here should know about Where is the engine? In the hood, Abby. Where do you start it from? I thought if you wanted to start the engine, you should go inside. That's why the Bible can say to husbands, say, husbands, dwell with your wives with what? So that your prayers will not be what? They say what you're doing with the woman in the kitchen, refusing to help her, it will affect what you're doing at FCD. The engine, there. Starter, there. Not connected. But that's what the manual is saying. Praise the Lord. That's what the manual is saying. There is a manufacturer. He's not being godmatic. He designed the product. He knows the workings. He knows what will make it kickstart. God knows. Somebody say, Lord, speak to me and I will obey. Listen, woman. Nothing the tie of your husband will not solve the problem. It might make you feel like you've done something. But it will not. Sarah was so powerful that she got Abraham, Abraham that loved God, to disobey God. And the Bible told us her secret. Don't use it that way. It said, be like the godly women of old, as Sarah, submitting to her husband, calling him Lord. Your husband will respond to you more the more you submit. You're not gifted to be Dick Tiger. Why are you trying? I mean, Mayweather, for those younger generation who will know Dick Tiger. There's a manual for life, sir. There's a manual for life. There's a manual. Concerning marriage that our brother talked about, he's not claiming. Look at the account where the people got married. He was in serving. Fetching water. They, they fetch water like this. Husband, come. Not by claiming it like that. There's a manual, even for men also. There's a way, the man, Moses came and said, what's going on here? Ah, after they say, ah, this man deserves a wife. Praise the Lord. Are we getting it? God has, just, just say, this is his manual. What do you want? Praise the Lord. What do you want? Now, let, let me not miss this thing now. Another important thing we learn in this thing that we're talking about the manual. Is that the manufacturer makes different products. Part of the stories I must, I must have told you here is that. When I was driving a Volkswagen Beatles. Okay. I was driving a Volkswagen Beatles. And for some reason I changed the engine from Volkswagen Beatles engine to Volkswagen Combi. Damfo. So I upgraded it from 1.3 liters to 1.6 liters. So I was on the express, Pastor Chris. And this message is past me. I said, me? So I put down the throttle. 
Praise the Lord. I pressed down the throat and I passed the message issue. The only problem was that after I passed it, after some time, it was as though my car was going back. <laughs> I was going back and I saw the same Mercedes. Just come slowly and pass me. The engine knocked. Listen, some of us, the capacity God has given us is Volkswagen Beatles. Like our brother said here, there is a reward for all of us in heaven. In that place, there is no variation. But when we are on the earth, some of us will minister at the level of Kekena Pep. Whether you fight it or not. Don't mind those that are deceiving people. Is everybody in their church a billionaire? Is the whole thing in your body hand? There are different callings. There are different assignments. We are all called in different ways. So when a man is now trying to use something or trying to get out of this world, what God did not apportion for him, for he will be frustrated. That's why the Bible talks, you see, when it's as though pastor is saying, I guess, no, you must prosper. I want you to prosper, amen? Because there is purpose for it to be fulfilled. And then there are levels you shouldn't go below. But the only thing the Bible keeps warning us that will, could dissuade us and derail us is the love of money. He said, for which many have pursued, have, what? have had their what? conscience seared with hot iron. Seared means it burnt it so it became insensitive. That's what happens. When you put money, money, money before you become insane, you will not now hear the leadings of the spirit because money is powerful. The only thing that God said you can't worship with him. Praise the Lord. But whether you fulfill purpose, listen, you see, the gift of God, eh? the gifts of God are deep. Man can't give it. I've said to us, anything an unbeliever can get, let that not make you lose sleep. You know what God can give you that unbeliever can get? Contentment is a gift of God. Let me tell you what contentment is. Very simple and we can close. Contentment is me going with Pastor Chris to eat vegetable soup. Pastor Chris will eat three spoons with one big eba. He'll be okay. Me, no eba. Five plates of vegetable soup. I'm not okay. I'm still asking for more. If I want to eat like him, there'll be trouble. If he wants to eat like me, there's trouble. We are designed to function in different ways. Contentment is the gift of God that makes you okay with what you have. If it's this husband we're talking about, and they gave you Benlo, Benlo, Benlo. When you look at him like this, you say, you're the fairest. <laughs> oh, baby, you're the finest. In case they're giving some of you Benlo, you're resisting now. Better receive the anointing now. <laughs> Do you understand? It's contentment. You are working with that man like this. And people are wondering, are you leading him to the market? He is the one leading. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Our job is to enter into what God has already finished. Let's bow our heads. Let's thank him. Let's thank him that he has finished. He has finished. He has finished. But he said to Moses, why cry? Go forward. 
keep pushing forward. For the Egyptians you see today, somebody is sick. I am a witness. Keep know that God has healed you. I, I kept telling us here that whether God has healed me, I know He has. What I'm looking at is the manif- I'm walking into the manifestation. So every day I thank God for victory. Because that victory is what brings me in to enjoy what he has already done. But if I doubted whether he will heal me, every day I'll be going back and forth. Back and forth. But I know he has settled so I can press forward. It doesn't matter the challenges, the trials that you're facing now. Just know that God who loves you has settled it. So whatever is happening, whatever is going on, whatever the news is saying, whatever the doctor is saying, whatever the medical is saying, whatever the report is, you know that there is a finished product. You know that it is settled concerning And then you can look to God and say to him, I know whom I have believed. And I'm fully persuaded that he's able to perform, fulfill that which I've committed into his hands. I want you to thank him. We are not the people. You know the Bible says the promises of God in Christ Jesus. They are yes and they are amen. He's not guessing. The promises are settled. God is not about to do. He has finished. I want you to thank the Lord. Tell him Lord there is no controversy. No argument in my mind. I believe you. I believe you from before you called me. You had finished my journey with you. I will trust in you. I will follow you. I will follow you. I will trust in you. I will obey you. You are my Lord. You see, when you see people striving for obedience, it's not because they're not trying to do works. They're trying to enter. They're trying to press in into a finished work. We obey because we know it's been done. We're not obeying to make a car. We are obeying to enjoy the car that the manufacturer has made. I obey the maker of my car because they tell me what to press to get what I want. Father, we thank you for a spirit of obedience. The Bible says you have given us grace and apostleship unto obedience for an obedient church that will walk in power, walk in victory, walk in prosperity, walk in anointing. I want you to thank the Lord. I want you to thank the Lord. Let the devil not, not, don't hold conversation with him. Whether God will do, God has done. Whether God will show he loves me. God has demonstrated his love towards me. That while I was yet a sinner, he sent his son to die for me. I know God loves me. That is past tense. The current thing is, will I enter? You see, God, the savior of all men, especially to those who believe. That is where I am. I want to enter into the especially group effective group. Those who will trust. Those who will persevere. Those who will not turn back. Those who will hold fast the confession of their faith without wavering. I will push on. I know whom I believe. My God is good. I've come to tell you tonight church, we serve a mighty God. We serve a mighty God. He's ancient of days. He's God almighty. He is sovereign. He's powerful. He is wonderful. He's excellent. He is a great, great God. He is a mighty, mighty God. That's the God we serve. There is no challenge before you that God sees as a challenge. He said to Moses, Imagine having the Red Sea before you and the Egyptian army behind you. And God is saying, why are you crying? He said, why are you crying? You know why he said, why are you crying? Because he has solved it. Why are you crying? He said, why do you cry to me? Why do you cry to me? And the scripture said to us, he said his way was in the sea 
He made the way and he used the sea to cover it. I want you to ask the Lord. Lord, open the eyes of my faith. Let me see your ways. Let me comprehend your ways. I thank you. Begin to thank the Lord. Resist every spirit of fear. Every spirit of anxiety. Every spirit that is telling you you may not. With God it is settled. In God you are complete. He said we are complete in Him. There is joy over you sir. There is rejoicing over you. Matole Kerebanda. Jesus has conquered. Jesus has conquered. Jesus has conquered. Some of us, the Lord who shows visions of our future, what He has prepared that we have not seen. The peace of God coming into you. Yes, we're in a battle, but it's a battle that has been won already. The victory is assured. There is no doubt We end well We finish well We finish well Thank you For all that you have done Thank you Thank you Thank you Father Thank you Thank you for this life Will never remain the same Thank you for confirming your word with signs and wonders. Thank you for these, your sons and daughters. They become witnesses to the truth of your word. They become living epistles. They become letters of God known, read by men. Lord, we thank you. You are good much more than we could say about you you are wonderful you are powerful you love us beyond comprehension you have demonstrated that love for us and you are actively showing us daily thank you for this moment thank you for your word that you have spoken Lord we receive it O Lord we hold it in O Lord and we say it will bear fruit 30, 60 and a hundredfold who say the birds of the air will not steal this world the cares oh lord and concern will not choke this world in the name of Jesus we we'll pray for those who will hear oh lord by electronic media let this world produce results in them as well we thank you lord been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Barnex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404. You can find us online at www dot the father's church online dot org. God bless you.